life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Hey, son. Well, yeah, the, the <laughs> thing you don't have and then, then it just didn't go well <laughs> from there on. I have a great uh, email I just got from a college kind of insider. Uh, we're recording right now if you want to read it. On oh, here. yeah, sure. Well, but, I don't want to like open with it. It's a weird thing. To <laughs> all right. Well, we'll just put it on start it. off. All right. Let's try this. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Road Stories, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Um, week four of being sick. Week so welcome guys. You're going home uh, ah, with, a, with a road stories uh, sticker and the flu. Uh, my, so, I, <laughs> my parting gift is bird flu. Neato. <laughs> I thought I was running head first into Hobo Murray. You uh, had the you had the military jacket on. He hadn't shaved. I'm yeah, like, oh, no, he's here. Hobo, Hobo Murray and Sick Murray have the same stylist. Yeah, same so, look. Exact, same, same look. Same I got my army down. flak jacket on. Looks like I'm smoking pot out behind the 400s hallway with <laughs> somebody from Freaks and Geeks. And I haven't shaved in four weeks. So um, <laughs> that's a four week beard. Yeah, I'm not manly. That, that's yeah. <laughs> I that's not. I grew. I used to grow a mustache, and when I thought it looked good, fuck, people yeah. would come up to me and go, "Hey, you growing a mustache?" Like, yeah, no, oh, right. I grew it. I grew yeah, it. It's <laughs> past tense. It's been Dude, grown. It's bring been, it back, grown. man. Don't be scared of the stash. I think you'd look great with a mustache now. Uh, I stopped doing a mustache when it, uh, when my sunscreen would turn it white, and then I would mm. wash it off, and it would stay white. So oh, I stopped. Nice. When it, once the handlebar mustache got uh, oh, I used to call it the mustache. I did a Facebook page. Nice. But that was a long time ago. Um, week four sickness. Um, kid had pneumonia. Wife had strep throat. No, bronchitis. The flu, then bronchitis, and I got the flu. So we're it's wrapping good it up. We have gone. There's not a family that loves each other more that wants to fucking kill each other right now more than my family. Right yeah. now, we just we've been locked in a house for four weeks. The I Menendez the, family. The, yeah, yeah. To kill each they other got more. my kid. My kids' lasers yeah. don't actually shoot bullets, or we'd uh, be dead. Chris yeah. Benoit's family. Like, <laughs> you know, I could just keep listing guys list who guys killed, their, killed families. their families. It's, so. it's, it's going. <laughs> uh, uh, sitting in, in in the co-host chair today is Ian Gatoski. Thanks for coming, Ian. Sup. Sitting in as always with that great. Got that text. Well, I got a text at like like seven last night. I was like high out of my mind. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah, and I have like a thing whenever I get super high that I like I get fearful of everything. Right. So I'm just like, oh my god, Murray wants me to like it's no big deal at all. But like when I'm like when I do an edible, I'm just like, oh shit, is that one? What time is it now? Seven p.m. Oh fuck, that's like <laughs> it's like sixteen, seventeen hours away. I'm not sure I'm gonna be ready. Just like, and then my wife's like, "Would you fucking calm down and just text back that you're in?" Like, You've described <laughs> every time I've smoked pot in my life. Yeah, that's and, but I convinced myself it. for fifteen years that I loved it. Yeah, and it would, and I would just laugh for twenty minutes, and then I would cry, and then question my life experiences. Yeah, that's I don't know, it. man. I like it. I, I feel like it gets all the fear out of me, and then yeah. I wake up fresh as a fucking daisy right. for another day. That's me. Not never did me. it. Never smoked pot? Never once. All right. Uh, Jesse Joyce has never yeah. smoked pot and joins us today. Wow. Thanks for coming, Jesse. Hey, thanks for having a me. A transplant from New York. Indeed, sir. You came right in the heart of the winter. I'm thrilled about it. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, like I was like really bitching about like I, I've I've been against LA from uh, for a long, long time. And sure, then a lot I, of people just, are. circumstances made it where it was like getting even more impossible to commute from New York to continue to work out here. Right. So I did. And then I had no idea you guys had like a fall in the winter. It's the yeah. best. That's yeah. my favorite time of year. It's fall. So you get the fall without a winter. It's terrific. Yeah, this is probably the coldest I think I felt it in a long time. Yeah. And it's been cold for like weeks now. Yeah. Three weeks. I've I'm really, sick of it. Uh, yeah, like I've really turned around on LA, like during yeah. this cold spell, where I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I had no idea that it gets chilly. Nope, I hate in every minute of it. I didn't move to California for cold weather. I didn't move to California to get the flu every fucking year. All right, I moved yeah. to California. Yeah. And everybody, whenever anybody says, oh, don't you miss the weather? Yeah. They're really saying, don't you miss the shitty weather? No, I don't miss shoveling snow. I don't miss having to get up at two hours before I want to leave to start my car to get it warmed up. I don't miss. Plug in the radiator because it freezes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been told by folks, though, that like, the, and I thought this was inaccurate because I never, coincidentally, I've never been here during this time of year, uh -huh. but I've been out here for long stretches where it's the exact same goddamn day every day. Right. And then you just, you can't mark time. Like, that is an impossible, where just all of a sudden you, you go through the same day fucking yeah. for and then you look and it's nine months later and you're like, how did I, holy shit, like I could have had a baby and it seems like. But that day is beautiful. Nothing. 
but it's the same fucking it so i've been told by people that the only way you can actually mark time is by having a child and like because that way you see that kid which is marks on a door frame right that's not the best reason to have a kid though it should be done if i could say (laughs) well i could just get a watch yeah Yeah, that's true but but, uh, do it out of love get a wall calendar calendar yeah yeah, exactly it's something you should plan out don't listen to jesse and just do it to mark time (laughs) if you're gonna have a baby just think about it if you guys are gonna stay together jesse's just made a horrible suggestion to have it just solely to mark the days in la yeah 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 you know what maybe i'll get a desk calendar like a word of the day thing although it's got the quotes yeah look at it this way the people in wisconsin are having kids are they not off that theory because they can mark time i'll tell you what who is in denmark people in denmark aren't having kids you know about that no they they have this dying culture major like super like they have this major uh advertising campaign for the last two years running to get uh danes to fuck each other because (laughs) they won't do it like they will not yeah they're like panda bears like the danes just won't have sex with each other and uh, and the problem is like all the young people are bolting and having uh, kids elsewhere, and then it's just so like they're 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 so backwards in the sense that they, everybody's eighty years old in Denmark, you know, right, right. So they're panicked. So they have like these like state sponsored promotions that if you go on, <laughs> like they'll pay for your vacation, yeah. so you go to like Mexico, and because like big studies show that you're more likely to be intimate in like warmer climates. So they really like will pay for Danes to go to Denmark or I mean to go to Mexico for the weekend to impregnate each other and then come back and have a Danish baby. I I know that I know that I know that I know the uh, log line. What's that? Some strange is afoot in Denmark. Oh, nice! There you go. A, I like the head shake with Shakespearean. it. You're so happy. You're so happy right now that's with a that. Fucking, that's Congratulations. a fucking Shakespeare pussy. Reference. I'm writing it down right now because <laughs> like, I don't want you to ever forget. Shakespeare pussy. I think reference. Shakespeare wasn't light on pussy references. I think he made he made a lot himself. Yeah, I well, think, I just made know. one. I think now. he was probably filthy yeah. as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, all, yeah. Those, like all the brilliant guys and stuff. Like when you look at like any but like like satirists or just like really smart people, like they usually have really like awful mouths. Well, that's the thing is people just don't understand what it says. But if you like just Google like dirtiest Shakespeare lines, like you still want to understand <laughs> what it means. But then once it's explained to you, you're like, holy shit. Like he, yeah. that's really filthy, <laughs> and it has a nice melodic tone to yeah, it. Yeah, I bet you didn't know. There are like six fisting, fisting references in Othello. I bet you <laughs> yeah. didn't even know that, and there totally are. Yeah, I always refer to it as that fisting movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, always yeah, referring yeah, to it yeah. like I'm talking about Othello, you idiot. And, and it's interracial fisting yeah. at worst. Which, yeah, you know, you should think it would have <laughs> put the movement on the forefront, but it never did. It somehow didn't. <laughs> so, are you Jersey? Do you grow up in Jersey? I did not. I grew oh. up in Pittsburgh. Why did I think uh, Jersey for some reason? I don't know. I don't know because. I thought we talked. Maybe we met I at smelled a, weird yeah, the day we were hanging out or whatever. Yeah, probably. We met know. at a club down south here, which uh, I don't know how I feel about that club. How do you feel about that club? We don't have to say the title. I was there. fine with it. It yeah. was it was all right. I thought it was very fascinating that because it, it's like a like a Dave and Buster's or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. But it's like one of those like adult video game places. And they had a like the, the layout of this place is so vast. And like it is an enormous room full of uh, ski ball. Yeah, and then like in the giant, one corner, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Yeah, in the one corner there's a comedy thing, and then all the way in the back is like an area where there's bands that play. Oh, I forgot. And the band that happened to be playing was a great white cover band, and I <laughs> was like, did they? Today. Yeah. Why they did they learn nothing from the band they're trying to emulate? They put that band as far away from the fire exits as humanly possible. <laughs> like you would have to run through 19 skee ball machines to get out the door when those dipshits set the stage <laughs> on fire. I forgot that there was a there. It was cover. Oh man! And then, and let me tell you something. That heavy metal cover band had a lot more people in it than we did. <laughs> like, yeah, like there were a lot. Of, there were a lot of people in their fifties in black t-shirts. Do you remember though nice. that in the front row nice. was that uh, broad who was in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and uh, oh, that's planes, right. trains, and automobiles? Yeah, uh, I got a picture was, with her. Yeah, it was, very, uh, it was an exciting uh, moment. So, Edie McClurg. Is that right? Edie McClurg? I don't remember what Something her name like is, that. but she, she was good. terrific in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, she was but, one of my uh, favorite movies. Who was, was she in there? She was the 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 the, uh, the, Amos, like, the car rental guy or woman. Middle aged oh, lady yeah, who's like, the, You're yeah. fucked, that yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. And she was but the uh the doofus she was with could not have been more thrilled about immediately dropping her name. Like, like it was her husband was it her husband? I don't or? think it was I think they were on a date or whatever. Oh, okay. Like, but which is you know, they were like in their late si- early seventies or whatever, but it's they're like on a, a date. Christian mingle one. Yeah, yeah, Christian it's like a Christian mingle thing for sure. And uh, and yeah, he was like, so he starts like coming up and like immediately throwing jokes at us. 
And then he, we kind of fun. deflect two of his terrible jokes. And then he goes like, do you know who this is? Like, he's doing <laughs> that? Like, you would think on a date that that's not behavior that right, somebody right. would or I don't even think he even joke with He just walked up and said, hey, good show. Do you know who I'm with? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and yeah. Then, uh-huh. And then she was like, I'm like, really? And I kind of stiffed arm him out of the way, and I got a picture with her. But I looked horrible in the picture, so I never posted it. Because well, I'm the first so fucking question, vain. <laughs> <laughs> the first question you should ask is like, do any of you remember 1984? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's yeah. such an old ass reference. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah it's a like, very, yeah. You can't just throw that out to anybody. Uh, I'm, know, I'm, going, like a, I'm going on record saying that the the 70s were the heyday for uh, like the dramatic movie, but I think the 80s were the heyday for comedies. The 80s was a heyday for just like the most wildest outlandish shit known to man. Like... I think, like, I was watching... We're trying the, to focus it on movies. Huh? <laughs> We're trying to focus it on movies. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, it's like a land just, like... Like, if you... You can break down any of the big movies in the in the 80s, and they were all ridiculous. Like, I, I was just watching Karate Kid. I think it was, like, the part <laughs> Well, if you three. track the cocaine usage <laughs> yeah. in uh, America, it really coincides with how <laughs> fucking manic films got. Yeah, like, it's like, it's not, there's not a surprise idea. there. That, well, that's it. Like, Karate Kid 3 was that John guy... The, the guy's three. Like, yeah, you're breaking three. down three for us because how ridiculous it is. That's well, what yeah, I'm saying. It's the 80s? Three. <laughs> but did you ever have you seen Karate Kid Three? Have you guys? I don't, no, no, I don't see anything. I don't see anything past two. Do yourself, a f- Murray. I'm not doing. Do yourself a favor. a favor. I'm not doing myself a favor. John Creasy's like billionaire buddy from Vietnam is just like hell bent. This billionaire is hell bent on destroying an 18 year old live through um you know by by making him look like shit in the all valley karate tournament i'm like that's the basis a billionaire is going to try to hurt this guy's you know through an all valley county we're gonna crush you in tarzana yeah it's just like it's yeah exactly it Mm -hmm. is the most but it's it's beautiful to watch but all those 80 movies were like that back to the future all of them they had like these really weird yeah back to the future three sucked also you know now that you mentioned ones and twos that that what you're saying that yeah like there was a real uh, cartoon villainy in the 80s yeah, yeah. but that being said that uh, Martin Screlly kid the dude now in the news the yes. the bro he pharmacist is, he is like an 80s movie villain you know what I mean yeah. like yeah. like he's just all, all like like yeah like over sleazeball he's like a nerdy Biff yeah like yeah, yeah. well I was just gonna say that that what that uh, unhinged dude who was Marty McFly's dad whatever his name is that actor. I'm sorry, I coughed. I missed that. The that really unhinged actor guy who was like Marty McFly's dad. What the fuck was his name? Oh yeah, um, oh the dorky guy with the yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah. We know who you're talking about. Sorry, I'm blown. Uh, yeah, I read his. This book. has got to be maddening to listen to, by the way, because whoever's listening to it knows the name yeah, of that guy. <laughs> Crispin Glover. That's Crispin his name. Glover, thank you, Chris. Yes, like that would totally be played by Crispin Glover. That yes. fucking. You know, like totally. diabolical billionaire shithead. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, so anyway, so it's not that I feel like unreasonable to imagine that that's a real guy. To, yeah? yeah. Yeah. I would if Martin Screlly had thought of it, he would go after a 18 year old karate champion. I'm sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, and make make a million dollars off of him. But I will say this. Karate Kid won. Awesome. I watched yeah. that the other night. I've been sick for four it's weeks. A, it's a fucking, it's a fucking <laughs> great movie. You know, it's a terrible, terrible movie. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, because I've watched that 37 times in the yeah. last week. Uh, yeah, Sand is a dick. We have children. More on that later. Uh, <laughs> so what, what do you, So do you like New York? or do you, I mean, are you, you come around to L.A., did you? you come around to I'm Los coming Angeles? around on L.A. for sure. Right. But, you know, it, I, I really had a big soul-searching moment when I was like, am I leaving New York? You know what I mean? Because right. I'd been there for 15 years. And, yeah. And I really, it, it really kind of struck me. I was like kind of going off the list of what what is it that I like about New York? And I realized like... It was, it doesn't. I like my apartment a right. lot, and I loved my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And okay. you know, uh, I love comedy, which there are. You know, one could argue the merit, the comedy isn't as great on this side, but it, I'm not taking. I never took advantage of what New York had to offer. Like I never fucking went to the Guggenheim. You right, know what I mean? Right, like I'm not right. going to the Met, or right. you know, like I'm not doing any of the New York things that people laud New York for. Sure. I went to the Statue of Liberty once. Like, I'm not doing New York shit. Right. So what the fuck does it matter? So I kind of had that epiphany. Yeah, that makes sense. And the fact that you can't, like, it's impossible to own property there. So that's another reason why I moved here. I hate New York. I used to love it. Grew up next to it. I lived there three years ago, four years ago for like three or four months. Hated every minute of it. Really? Hated every minute of it. Greatest city to visit. I I, I like, like you said, like, I know what you're talking about, about living that, like, every day is the same. But then you just come to a point where you just enjoy the fuck out of it. 
Yeah. You know? Like, that's it for me. Like, now is like the first year out here was really messy. Yeah, you came from Austin. Florida. Nobody enjoys that. Yeah, that's shit. But in, <laughs> yeah, I think growing up in Canada was no yeah. pick and picnic either. But, but you grew guys, up in Canada? Yeah, man. My wife's a Canadian. Where? Where from? Ottawa. Shit. I, she'll know exactly where I grew up then. I grew up very, I grew up a couple hours west of Ottawa. No shit. Hell yeah, man. Huh. Ottawa yeah, right? are you a Canadian? Yeah, 100%. Holy really? fuck. I know I I I understand the psyche of you people uh, rare, more than most Americans, I feel like. That's like, awesome. Look at people. Murray has no comprehension. I don't care about I lived, he in, I lived care. in Canada. He he doesn't two and a half years ago and fucking hated every minute of that. So <laughs> So fuck you both. His, when Over you were in Western Clinton. Canada, it's like a it's like a totally separate country. I, I was up I was above Montana. I was in uh, Cal- yeah, it's Western Canada. Like that, well, that's like frozen Texas. Like yeah, yeah, was, that's what it is. Calgary. It's nation it was there. fucking white trash. It was Calgary. American white trash. Just it's just like Texas on a glacier. Like yeah. there's just as many yeah. n words <laughs> thrown around. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Like yeah. everybody's wearing yeah. boots. There's like not enough mud. Yeah, mud trucks. Well, the ratio compared to people that they're talking about. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh. There's like 19 people in Calgary. So, uh, so you did, but did you ever run? Did you ever? Everybody, everybody talks about comics talk about the mythical night in New York where you can go do seven spots in one night. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I never, I never tried to quote beat that dumb record or right, whatever, right. you know. But like, I, yeah, I, I could easily pull four in a night. Right. You know? Is it like? So. Is that record? Is it like? Did it really? I, did it really achieve? Because Steve everybody Byrne. always, everybody always says that you know you can move to Los Angeles and you can surf in the morning and you can s- snowboard in the afternoon and nobody's ever done it. Right, and everybody so, uses that phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah but everybody uses that phrase. So is that mythical record night? Is that even? Did that happen? Or is oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. People do it. Like every year, somebody's trying to like be the one to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Steve Burns still has it. Okay. I think it's nine is the record. Oh, is, I just had him on. I but shoot. I feel like somebody recently did beat it. Uh-huh. Ted Alexandra or somebody like that. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. but I did the Ice House anyway. and the Improv in one night three and a half but, years ago, and I'm still talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody probably took eight hours to get yeah. between the two clubs. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough adjustment when I moved out here. and then, Or not even before before I moved out here, when I was like coming out here a lot, is is that you know I'd do a spot, and then I would see, we'd be talking with the comics, and I'd go like, all right, where are we going now? Everybody's like, now? Easy. Like You, yeah. do this, you <laughs> did your spot for the week. Go. What are you talking we're about? Here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a beer and, and fucking go home. That's yeah. what we're going to do tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, but nobody ever discusses the quality of those shows. You know what oh, I mean? Really? Like You're starting at like six doing like a fucking bringer show for like 19 Dominican dishwashers, <laughs> you know, like, and then you're finishing out at three in the morning for like, you know, six hookers and a Danish couple. Right, right. Yeah. So it's not, at least it's, it's not a diverse nice yeah, yeah. comedy. You're hitting all the, yeah, no, I do <laughs> feel the like the diversity. Sure. No, like that's, I think one of the reasons why you get really, why New York is like grad school for comedy. I mm-hmm. feel like you definitely yeah. get better doing stand up there because like they're everybody's so different there that's at the shows and they're all like legit people that have actual jobs that matter you know what i mean like 75% of the people that come to shows out here are somehow affiliated with stupid show business so sure. you know what i mean yeah. they're like trying to assess how you fit uh, in the Venn diagram of Aziz Ansari and right. not <laughs> just enjoying you on the merits of Oh hey yeah, my wife does do that also. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, but one thing you'll notice is as soon as you cross, like as soon as you go south of my house, right, and like north of your house, it it, it's it's all it's real. It, there's nobody, and it, it's so funny. And I'd love to go down to like Irvine or, or and see somebody uh, like a local alt comic go down there and do all these LA yeah and just eat shit I yeah yeah eat it. and they're like because we're in LA mm, you're in Orange County now yeah. or yeah. you're in Manhattan Beach now you're not really LA's huge but it doesn't take up the whole world more no no you're right like the people not, going to the great white cover band were not show business right. people no, no, like no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where we where we were performing the diagram of a winger the, yeah <laughs> there were as many plumbers in that audience as there would be in a New York crowd right, so right. yeah I hear you so no but it's but it's took me a while to learn that too yeah 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 think, oh everybody but it doesn't it kind of trickles off yeah but but anyway so i got the wife out here uh and stuff so like it doesn't really at the end of the day matter where i'm dwelling right. so you know i right. just i might as well be out here kind of a thing you know yeah so, no, that makes sense yeah how so. how is it hitting the road out there out of new york these days well that's the one I, thing my, that was way like better the, you're like the recent transplant all the other new yorker transplants have been out here like 10 or 15 years i've had on the show yeah yeah no i like that is the one thing that i still 
loathe about being here is that the time zones work against you. Like yeah. in New York, I could uh, leave, I could wake up at noon and still make a show in Seattle, but out here <laughs> right. I have that's to like right. fucking yeah, leave three days early in order yeah. to get to a gig in Florida. You know, it's impossible. So you still yeah. enjoy uh, touring a lot? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love the shit out of it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. So that that's like the the other reason why I committed to, to being out because I'm working on at midnight and that only tapes Monday through Wednesday so I can still maintain a you road only work schedule Monday through Wednesday on at midnight well we only tape Monday through oh, Wednesday right. like there's work to be done Thursday and Friday but theoretically that could be done from somewhere else sure so, so do you oh so do they send you guys off or you got to report to well I'm like the only guy who's like really a touring comic still uh -huh. so like I'm the only guy who kind of <coughs> works that angle you know right, right so but uh uh, but anyway, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I would tour like, that's the only reason I'm doing all this shit is to just make it so that mm. I can, I'm investing in my fifties so I can have a road career forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Cause I was already doing that. I was already like headlining the road everywhere. Like I was already a full-time road guy, but that dries up if you're not in everybody's face enough. Right. You know what I mean? So you have to weirdly enough, like take yourself out of the game for a bit to do some LA bullshit in mm -hmm. order to invest in like, Oh, I'm a fan of that guy so that you can go back out and be, cause I just saw so many guys who like were just, you know, random headliner for the week on the road, you know, uh -huh. like in their, in their fifties. And it's like, Holy shit, man, that's going to dry the fuck yeah. up for you. And then they you moved, know? didn't move to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so. do it from there. Yeah. The strangest comedy town ever. <clears throat> Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. I've, I've been there where just like, I had like a Sammy Davis, junior impersonator in front of me and stuff but he's like yeah. a comedian but his whole act was being sammy day but it's just like that's like vegas comedy is kind of yeah. like a little more still kind of old school or something and a little more vaudevillian a little more like variety yeah, yeah. it's neat to see but then it's also kind of like well i was there in december I? and I, we talked about this so i won't go into it much but it was me and the other comic and the other comic was like i'm not really a comic i do impression <laughs> i sing and do impressions yeah yeah I'm that's like, like right. that's vegas man yeah it's, huh. and that's what he did that's what he did he sang and he did impressions <laughs> and then i'm like all right so i did a half hour stand-up he did a half hour singing impressions and we all shook hands and went home that's refreshing you, i feel like not enough people will admit that they're not really a comic <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like that's really nice of that guy yeah, it's not a comic because that's it. We I actually met you like shit ten years ago at the old Charlotte Comedy Zone room. Oh remember yeah, old, you even you, said that to me last time. I'm sorry, I don't yeah, remember that. No, it's no but, problem. I just I'd bring it up because um, yeah, because I remember you were hysterical. But I mean, you'd already you were already on the road heavy back then, and I'm not even sure if you had moved to New York yet or you. Yeah, no, I point, I right? I I was doing stand up for about three years out of Pittsburgh before I moved to New York. So most of my road career was orchestrated out of New York. You know, yeah, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, I think that was like the one time I ever did that room was that that Charlotte which is Charlotte zone. what? It's the old Charlotte. It was the old Charlotte main room. It was like oh. cut for Comedy Zone, which right, they only right. at the time only really had one massive room, and that was it. And then it closed down. They just opened another one that's amazing. I'm it's sure too far for me. Yeah. Nah, as you'll find out, it's what? too far to go to Charlotte. It's too yeah, <laughs> it's to make it worthwhile. <laughs> Even headlining money these days is just not. It's funny because I said to fly like, across I, the country for it. I was saying I was like when I used to middle. There was still a lot of it was before 08 folded, but like folded everything. But I could go out and there was like you could pick up Tuesday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one nighters, and then do the weekend somewhere. And then with sales, I was middling, making as much as I would make now as a headliner. Like mm. those are like some fucking good days. And yeah, that's funny. I've never heard anybody talk about that in terms of like, oh, the glory days of 2008. Like, <laughs> like talking, I, yeah, I've heard road guys talk about that about like the mid 90s, right, but right. I've never heard of anybody say that about well, or like the 80s or whatever. Well, well yeah, well, it happened after like, because like I started in, in 03, but I was on the road by like 04, like middling all the shit shows and stuff. But look, it was really profitable for me. And then when 08 hit is when I was starting to transition to headliner. And then the money just kind of evened out because I'd go and headline. They go, yeah, it's it's not twelve hundred anymore. It's nine hundred for the Oof. week, and I'm like, what? Right. And I go, oh, times get better, the money will go back, and then you have to like fight for that, Ugh. you know. And people weren't spending the same. Like that was like, I was like, oh, I'm finally headliner. I'm like, and I'm making the same fucking money I did in the middle, <laughs> which sucked. Yeah, um, I like, but I yeah, I, I don't. I don't see how you. That seems like that would have been real tough to do from out here, you know. Like oh, yeah. at least from from the oh, east yeah, coast, was, I would just drive, you know, and then I would have my car at my disposal, like and just like fucking just 
Tic Tac around the country yeah, yeah. doing shit like that. But well, I did the same thing. I was out of Orlando for all those years. Oh, right, so, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So I, I would, yeah. yeah. And there's so much, oh. well, you know, there's so much work down in Florida, yeah, but it's a, a lot, so much miserable work down there that will steal <laughs> your soul. Yes. I just did Fort Myers. I did uh, Belushi's. Oh, that new one. Which Belushi's. is, by the way, named after the wrong Belushi. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's very conveniently leaves off the which Belushi. It's, it's yeah, like yeah. going to a, a gym called Stallone's and then finding out it's Frank's. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's according it was to Jim's Belushi. Not well. That's the thing. Belushi, the walls right? are festooned yeah. with uh, the memorabilia from the uh, storied career of uh, Jim Belushi. Yes. So there's like, there's like, yeah, like like cue cards from according to Jim right, and shit right. like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a red heat poster on the wall. Yeah, uh, I normally, <laughs> for real. I normally don't talk like this, and I, I do not condone talking like this. But Jim Belushi is the biggest prick on the face of the planet. No, really. That's all I'm saying. Continue. How was the club? Uh, fine. I had a decent time. They did bounce the check on me, though, which oh, sucked. Oh, no uh, way. They, they did make it right, though. I, okay. I do want to say, like, first of all, no, you should never. I've only had a check bounced on me twice in the history of comedy. Right, right. And once was when I was, like, a naive feature act, sure. like, fucking seven, 18 years ago. And then the other time sure, was a, a month ago, where it's check. like, who the fuck still bounces a check? Uh, but they did immediately uh, send me a new check. Right, but... Cool. It's still unacceptable that the check got bounced. Uh, it's above a tilted kilt, also, which I don't know if you ever oh, heard. Those tilted kilts, yeah. It's like Hooters, like an Irish yeah, yeah, bar yeah. food. That's exactly. With Hooters. Yeah, it's it's Hooters? like an Irish pub themed Hooters. So it's like somebody went to Hooters and was like, you know what would make this better if it had the soundtrack to a cop's funeral? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like so it's just a Hooters with bagpipe music and everybody's right. dressed like a schoolgirl. Like, it's very weird. But only, yeah. only dudes wear kilts, right? Not uh, girls, not the girls wear kilts. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, I do. But I do. Well, I it's not enough. even really that much of an Irish thing. Kilts are a Scottish thing. Right. So, well, but, it's gonna be my second. Point. I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. those Scottish movies to know enough about their culture. To be honest with you. <laughs> and so you're not seeing. You're Cle- fucking Canadian. That's like ninety percent of you are displaced Scotsman. Yeah. Do you really? Scottish okay. name. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I always thought. Yeah. I just thought it was a dude. I've never seen a woman in a kilt ever in my life. Yeah, I think they only do it in like sexy kilts, like right. you know, like oh, Halloween you know costumes. You and know shit. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have Slurry. to write it right now. Yes, women do wear kilts because I remember, hmm. and so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> uh, See, we the wife's sister was in a kilt in the wedding. See, that's how right, we know so that's about how, culture. That's how we learn. That's, that's how, how we learn about kilt culture. Sure, <laughs> watching Michael, watching Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. I don't think I've ever the, had the, a. a chocolate. So I married an axe murderer. Is a real national treasure in Scotland. Like, they, they, <laughs> yeah, that's, they, they uh, must love yeah, that, it's right. in their national archives. They're very <laughs> proud of that. Yeah, Again, watched it the other night. Great movie. All right. <laughs> so I married an axe murderer. Three sucks. Yeah, I don't even remember. I hear the you think he'd learn after the first or second time. You think he'd learn about. Going on. I never did, I never had to bounce check, but I also learned early. I think a headliner told me early on, especially on those one-nighters, is when you get the check, you look cash at the it. bank. Oh, it's from Bank of America? Where's the nearest Bank of America? Do, 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 and go cash it immediately. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that every day I wake up. Go right one night and be like, yeah, it's good. Don't worry. I'm just like, nope, go in your bank, cash in the check. I don't care if there's a $10 penalty. Like, right, right. I'm not a bank. I'm just like, yeah, I've, I always, always did that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, recourse and all that shits. Yeah, but I haven't had a check bounce. On, I mean, I can't even remember the last time I had a check bounce on me. That sucks. Well, yeah, new. I'm fine they're with new. it. They're it's... new. They're new. Yeah. They just opened up. They're breaking in their 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 numbers person. I guess, yeah. I know I'm defending. I guess that's possible. That that's Friday, Saturday, case, or but... Thursday through Sunday? Uh, yeah, I think it was just Friday, Saturday. That sounds like a Friday, so. Saturday place. Yeah. yeah. What was that a shit place on Fort Myers? Yeah. What uh, was that place called? Laughing. Oh, it's Left. literally down the street from there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, there's like they're two, really seriously competing. Like, there's they're two walking distance apparently. Well, and well, here's the thing mm-hmm. too: is just like anybody goes to laughing because the money is so awful. The money is right. so awful at laughing because it's like five shows for like five hundred bucks or something like that. Oof. Yeah, or four hundred. I forget the number, but it's not good. Right. So Belushi's opening up and bringing in good headliners because you're not bringing anybody good for five hundred for the week. Yeah, like, of course. He's giving up their week for five hundred bucks, you know. Yeah, no, the lineup seems to be pretty decent. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. they're bringing in a lot of like like yeah. like good like and <clears throat> guys like like you Jesse and like Shane Moss and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Guys that are like like the you know. Mm-hmm. Really uh, good, the, strong yeah, touring this, comics. Super, super, like well-respected, great comics. Yeah, yeah, right. oh, that's kind of all easy. the way down to Fort Myers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Jamie, when I was speaking of Vegas, when I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago, I had Jamie Lisso on yeah. the program. Very funny dude. I, I love like that, that guy. guy. We had a he's we had a good time. Guy. I hung out I was with him. Saying he's one of my oldest friends in comedy. That guy hung out with him a ton in uh, Vegas all yeah. that whole week. That whole week because I worked the improv. It's one show. 
they were working the factory. There were two shows. So I just finished my show, have Carl, the manager, drop me off at the Trop on the way home. And we, I'd hang out, watch the second show, hang out in the green room, have a good time. Nice. Go back to bed, get up, do it all over again because it's Vegas the next day. Anyway, Jamie said he, you have three of the best road stories ever. Wow. Did he specify which ones they are? <laughs> Something to do with drinking. That's all I know. Three of the No, maybe oh, he said three Jesus of the best Christ. drinking road stories. I, I don't even fucking know what he could maybe be talking about. you don't remember. About. Like, no, no, no. I mean, I have... <laughs> I have a lot of stories. I just, I wish that there was something more specific. To oh, I, would, on, I know but, I should have. And if you didn't fucking um, live in Alaska. I mean, I feel like I'd one of my, call him and tell him. one of my more, uh, dramatic stories is that I, uh, I blackout drunk drove across four States. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I was doing a gig in, in Louisville, Kentucky, and I had to get to Iowa the next day. Uh-huh. And so I said, I very clearly, I used to make this deal with myself all the time. I would say to myself, like, all right, no drinking because I have to go to bed right after the show so I can get up. Like, I had to get up at like nine in the morning in mm-hmm. order to make this drive because it's like an 11 hour drive or whatever it was. Sure. So just the math of I had a show that night, I had to do this. So anyway, so uh, last thing I remember is like three in the morning and I'm drunk in Louisville. <laughs> and then I wake up at like 5 p.m. And I'm like, I am fucked. Like, you know what I mean? Right. They just physics will not allow for this to work out. So I just, and it's, I'd never, it, that would have been the first time that I had missed a show because of drinking, uh-huh. right? Like I had been like controlling it or whatever. And just to be clear, I've been sober for more than a decade now. Right, right. But at the time, this is, this is one of the many reasons why I don't drink anymore. <laughs> right. But, uh, so I'm uh, I'm just fucked. I'm like, all right, I got to call this club and tell them I'm not going to make the show. And it was like, what am I doing with my life and, ugh, and whatever? So I just just instinct. I just bolt out of bed and I start running around gathering my things because mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I just I guess I got to get out of this room or whatever. So and I go and my bag's already packed, which I thought was unusual. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess I got shit faced and packed my bag. Right. And as I'm running around the room, I'm like, this is not the hotel room that I had been staying in. Like, I don't know this hotel room. Like, why am I in this room? And then, you know, like they have like the state weird constitution of hotel rules or whatever the fuck that always is on the door the of the yeah, hotel. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. And shit. yeah. And it said Iowa on it. And I was like, how the fuck well, does this make any sense? <laughs> and so I like I peered out the window and sure enough, there was my car kind of askew in the parking lot. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I, wow. and I like went down, I checked and like, there was, I was like looking for like a crumbled up pink bicycle under yeah, the car. Yeah, there yeah. was not like I've no blood on the, I think I made it right. Wow. And I have no recollection of that drive. None whatsoever. Really? It's like meatloaf. Like I just time traveled for three days. You know what I mean? Right, like right. I don't remember any of it. And like the math of that means I had to leave after 3 a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, because I remember being in Louisville at 3 a.m. And then that's it. I blacked out and I don't remember anything else. And then uh, so that means at some point, I don't know how long I was asleep for, but I had to, uh, you know, uh, get gas somewhere. Yeah. I drove through a rush hour somewhere. Right, you know what right. I mean? I had yeah, to check into any, a hotel. Did you wrappers or anything in your car? Did they give you any clues of what any... you ate? Oh, well, like my car is uh, like I, I drive a recycling center, basically. Okay. Like my car is festooned so, with garbage. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, to to ascertain which garbage is from what road trip <laughs> is impossible. Right. But uh, yeah, so it that, to this day, it remains a mystery. That but it's amazing. Yeah. So uh, so I made it on time for the gig and like n- normal people would like look at that story and they're like horrified. And they're like, oh, so that's when you quit drinking. And it's like, absolutely not. Like that convinced me that I'm like right. amazing at drinking girl. and driving. You know what I mean? Like I have to keep. So yeah. So I, I continued that behavior for like, I think two more years after that. Wow. But, yeah. So wow. I don't nothing, know if that like was nothing like just to this day. No, nothing. Really? Cause I've been, I don't know. I've probably blacked out drunk before or, you know, you don't remember, but then you're like, you pick up something. You're like, Oh, right. Starbucks cup. I went to Starbucks. No, like, I just, like I that? was drunk so often that I don't like, I'll tell you what, this is, this is not the most dramatic one, but it remains the most mysterious to me. Like, right. I still have no idea what, what was involved in this story. Speaking of like trying to piece together clues the following day, I woke up in my apartment and it was like uh, noon and the TV was just blaring, like mm-hmm. like as loud, like at 99. And I didn't have a remote, which means I had to go over there and press that button until it hit 99. And uh, so my TV is blaring, and I am uh, I am like, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm on my couch, and I am wearing just my boxer shorts, uh, socks, and a shoe, which means I took my pants off 
I took my shoes off in order to take my pants off, and then I put a shoe back on, right? (laughs) So that's weird. So then I go over, and oh, and you know, New York has those meat on a stick trucks everywhere, like the street meat. Yeah. And uh, so I had uh, three of those, uh, but I only ate them as far as I could deep throat the stick, (laughs) right? So they're only half eaten. Like I didn't eat it like corn on the cob, like the way a normal person would. I like deep throated a meat stick. And then, like, took what I could get, and then I stuck it to my couch. So there are three of them stuck on my couch now, like half-finished meat sticks. So then I go over to my room, and uh, my pants were my jeans, and I open, I look at my jeans, and there is one copy of uh, uh, U2's The Joshua Tree in every pocket, like all four. So I had four, like, store-wrapped copies of U2's Joshua Tree that there was no receipt. I checked my bank statement. I did not pay for them. Right. I don't know how I got. And by the way, this is like 2002. So it's not like in the heyday of like that is yeah, a yeah. fucking 12 year old album at the time. Right, right. Like a particularly random album right. to have. And I had four of them in one shoved in every pocket and no evidence that I paid for them. I called everyone I knew. No one was hanging out with me. So that's what I mean. It's not the most dramatic story. It's totally but random. It today, man. to this day, remains the most mysterious. Like, I still have no idea what the fuck that night was all about. If you don't ever uh, name an album Deep Throating Meat Sticks, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. Yeah. Gonna regret it the next <laughs> Testing crescendo. That's like when you really feel like you're in the pocket. Like, this is this is when we use that title. Yeah, yeah. No, I just want to know the four CDs. If it's just like, was it a protection thing? Like, you know, I'm just like, I need everything in this area protected so I'm gonna have, or oh, I never even like, considered that option like oh, that I was right. like bulletproofing my bulletproofing your body yeah, yeah. Just how, like embarrassing, those areas. How, how embarrassing like would it have been if it was Zuropa yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> YouTube jokes everybody YouTube jokes uh, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> yeah like the way that they tape uh, phone books yeah, yeah, to your exactly, chest yeah, in prison chest like maybe that's what I was doing yourself. With, but all I had was the Joshua tree no, to keep myself so from getting shanked maybe you were arming yourself so that we could steal your meat sticks that's and a terrific <laughs> idea you provocatively I, eating those meat sticks would prove even more for the case I of think, the protection I, I, I think we might be able to solve this fucking uh-huh. mystery guys now did you eat the meat sticks that day after you woke up be honest no I was I felt shitty okay yeah but but uh, yeah, there was another time I, I uh, was on the couch. It was like a Thursday. And all I had to do was I had a gig on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like I had nothing in my life at the time. I just had like a shitty one nighter in New Jersey. Right. It was like Thursday. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll tie it on because I don't have anything to do. Sure. And then like I was sitting on the couch and just drink. I got like one of those jugs, you know, like because I used to love the if it had a handle on it, like a whiskey. Uh-huh. I was like good to go. Oh, a handle. Because that meant I wouldn't run out. You know what I mean? Like I could easily go through a bottle of Jack, like mm-hmm. a normal bottle. But the ones with the handle, like I was, I I would pass out before I finished that. Oh, so okay. that was like enough booze for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I had the jug with the handle and I was watching TV. And then all of a sudden, the lady on the TV said something about Saturday traffic. And I was like, that's not possible. It's Thursday. <laughs> and it was not. Like I was on that couch drinking from Thursday to, and so all of a sudden I was late for this gig. That wow. I like the last thing I sat, oh, I sat down to go like, I don't have anything to do till Saturday. And then all of a sudden I stood up and was like, fuck, I'm late. It's Saturday. So I wow. had to like, yeah. And I had like Chinese, like a Chinese food bag that I just brought with me and just threw up in, in the car on the way to the gig. <laughs> oh, like, geez. yeah. So yeah, How'd the gig. Anyway, I could, I don't fucking remember. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I have no you recollection. You drinking it. when you got there. Yeah, I'm sure I did okay. after the fact. Like I used to try to hold it together till after the show, <clears throat> right? And then that's when I would go off the rails. But uh, you know, you ever hear those stories? Like when you talk to somebody, and you're not sure if they have a drinking problem or not. They go, "I don't drink anymore because like one night, you right. know, me and Sarah got in the worst argument ever." And I was like, "Yeah, I just don't think." But like you had a legitimate, oh yeah, 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 yeah. problem. Like yeah, yeah I, I drink, I drink like bad. I drink like I don't know nine or ten uh, Jack uh, Johnny Walker Reds one night. And I woke up the next morning. I went. I was with my girlfriend, but I woke up the next morning and she wasn't around. She wasn't in bed, and I had thrown up in bed. Nice. And I like, I like, I called her. I'm like, "Where'd you go?" She's like, "You don't remember." <laughs> so then she yeah. had a list of people I needed to apologize to. And so yeah. I went and I washed my blanket, and I th- my remote was in the blanket, so I ran the remote to my stereo. Didn't touch scotch again for ten years. Way to go. Good for you. All right. Everything yeah. else was still on the I'm learned. drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I used to, I would go to, you know, I'd be on the road, I'd go to a hotel and I, I would, I would try not to drink and drive. Like I had the semblance, but most of the time I did. Right. But what I would at least do is when I, once I got to the hotel, if I was already drunk, I wouldn't go back out. Right. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, so at that point then, but I was like two in the morning and I was like starving. So I used to like 
just run around the hotel and scavenge the remnants of people's like the shit they would leave outside their door. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would like build sandwiches, like just running the floors. You know what I mean? I used to do that all the time. And yeah, like one time I was like just hunched over, drunk as shit, like under like by somebody's door, like nibbling on a piece of toast. And the guy opened the door, like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like a drug little squirrel, like, you know, I got caught and I just fucking ran off. So yeah, I used to do that a lot. <laughs> what's, what's the best thing you ever get? Did you ever have like a full meal and there's like a lobster tail and nobody touched it? Did you ever I, I, don't, like I don't remember anything don't being remember a particular it, yeah. victory, but like I definitely... <laughs> like a good moment where you're like, I don't feel so bad about this right now. Like, do you ever have one of those? I, I definitely like... You know what always astounded me is the people... Like I see in restaurants, people cut their burgers in half. Like, why the fuck... Yeah. Who doesn't? Who goes into a burger going like I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to? It's a you know what I mean, right? Right. So right. like th- that, I feel like that's a real score like back in the day. If you would find the one, that, but like not like I would not that I was above eating like one that was half bitten into, right? Sure. But the ones that were cut in advance and they didn't finish it, that was like oh fuck! Like this is like an untouched. <laughs> this might as well Instagram. just come from the kitchen. Instagram. It's Instagram. just as good. You yeah, throw yeah. this in a microwave. You get a brand new burger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I used to do shit like that a lot. Oh, I think you might have just ruined my road now because I get the munchies whenever I drink, and I really usually only drink when I'm on the road because of the kid. So now, cut to Murr in Vegas. Uh, January twenty uh, sixth through the thirty first, I uh, just got through Harris Hotel. Just <laughs> half burger. Half, it's gonna suck as a vegetarian, I think. Though uh, this isn't a drunk story, but I think it's a, kind of a fun road story. Is I was uh, going to a gig in Pennsylvania somewhere, and I got pulled over by this cop. And like I used to get pulled over a lot because I was mm-hmm. drunk a lot. Right. And I no bullshit. I got I got out of uh, four DUIs. Wow. Just by like like. I could kind of pass the test, but more importantly, I you just tell them you're a comedian, and then they think that's neat, and then you talk to them about comedy for a while, and you tell them a joke because they'll oh, ask really? you to. Right, right. And that would honestly, like, unfortunately, a lot of times work. You sure, know? sure. And then there was the one guy in New Jersey. That's why I got sober. I got a DUI in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. that guy was not having any of it. Yeah. And he arrested me. And like I used to leave drunk when a cop would pull me over and then let me go and go like that guy was that guy was the best, you know, <laughs> but like in hindsight, that guy wasn't helping me at all. No, like, no. He just let me. So the guy who arrested me, that guy is fucking great. Like I literally call him every year on my anniversary oh, on really? June 5th and thank him for arresting me just because he's the only guy who like wouldn't put up with my bullshit. Uh-huh. And you know what I mean? That being said, so so I just kind of like got good at like talking to cops when I'd get pulled over because it would happen all the time and whatever. And and I knew how to pull the comedy card and they think that's interesting. So but I wasn't drunk in this situation, but it was like the middle of the afternoon. I got pulled over on the Pennsylvania Turnpike and this guy, uh, fine, I tell him I'm a comedian. I'm on my way to a show. He's like, oh, comic, tell me a joke and whatever. He's like, you know, like doing all that shit. So I'm talking for a little bit. And then he uh, like he just wants to like hang out with me, right? You know what I mean on the side of the road because he thinks comedy's neat or whatever. <laughs> he's and bored. So, he's got time. Why yeah, not? yeah. And so he's like, uh, he, he oh he asked me to get on my car and he's searching my car just on or whatever just so he could like talk to me more. Right. And then he goes, uh, he goes so comedy you get laid a lot doing that. And it was like, <laughs> not, I, not that I'm above, but it just it was like a real uncomfortable interaction with a sure you know a, a servant of the law you know what i mean it was right. like a weird and so i was if like anybody asks me if i get laid a lot it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation yeah no yeah because yeah. it, it was from. real broy, you know yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> so i'm like uh yeah i do all right you know and then he's like <laughs> i know to pull ass i know to pull ass exactly <laughs> then he starts telling me his own pussy stories you know uh, what i mean like ah, oh, there was this fat redhead broad i took home last night and like he starts telling me yes all about like just girls right, he, right. like just pussy he's slayed oh. as a state trooper or whatever <laughs> Like it's real uncomfortable. Okay, too. So you know, chick stick a guy in uniform and a hat. So so I'm just like being really agreeable with this dude, and then he high fives me at one point. By the way, because of the because the pussy, right? Oh yeah. And I'm just like playing along because I just want to get back on the fucking road. So I find I get on the road, but now he's like following, like we're pacing each other, and so we're driving on the highway, and and then at one point he like goes to pass me, and he gives me a little honk. And then he does the universal symbol for eating pussy. Like he puts his two fingers like, yeah, yeah. like that. Right. Like, like and I'm like, what a fucking creep. So I pull off to a rest stop just so we're not pacing each other anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's the end of the story. So then like four days later, uh, a, uh, a uh, comic friend of mine calls me and he goes, uh, it was Jeremy Schachter. I don't even know if he still does comedy oh, anymore. But he goes, uh, he goes, hey, uh, here's something really weird. I was on the Pennsylvania Turnpike a couple days ago, <laughs> and I get pulled over by this cop, and I told him I'm a comedian, 
And he goes, no shit, you're the second comedian I pulled over today. And he goes, do you know Jesse Joyce? And Jeremy goes, yeah, I know Jesse. And he goes, man, that guy's a fucking pussy hound, huh? <laughs> That's what the cops said about me. So then, like, Jeremy had to call me to go, like, what the fuck are you telling cops when you get pulled over? Like, what's going on? And like, yeah, so that's a real thing that happened to me. <laughs> that guy's now captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Uh, was uh-huh. that Jersey Turnpike? Is that what you said? Pennsylvania Turnpike. Oh, Pennsylvania yeah. Turnpike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jersey cops are the worst, man. Just talking about slaying pussy. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, it's a good it thing you really stop drinking out here because they don't put up with drinking and driving. Yeah, you know what? It's here. funny because my wife is sober also, uh, and we talk about the neighborhood we moved into. I have never been in more perfect proximity to a 7-Eleven and a liquor store, like a oh, place really? that sells cigarettes and uh, and whiskey. Right, and right. I don't like it's ironic because like it's it's almost like the gift of the Magi. Remember that story from when you were in high school where yeah. like like you get the perfect thing, but then you've already given up so much that you can't even appreciate the thing that you got. Like like I would never have been able to afford to buy a home if I was still drinking right. and smoking and carrying on the way I did. But now that I did. I live in a neighborhood where I could just drink and smoke until I die. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, it's very ironic. Did you hit the stage drunk hard? Back in the day? Yeah. No, I, I, in fact, I have a cigarette burn on my ankle because of, it's somewhere down here. Uh-huh. It kind of faded, but right. it was like the one time I got too drunk uh-huh. and I couldn't do the show. Like, I never understood guys who could like go up wasted, like right. Ron White or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. like, I literally just, I couldn't do it. So I would like hold... I had at least enough care for comedy that I would wait until right. after the show to really tie one on. But the one time I did, I burned myself with a cigarette, which is really shitty alcoholic behavior. But I did that to remind myself not to yeah, drink before a show. That's kind so. of strange because most comics that, that drink heavy, it's usually has to do like, like stage fright and shit too, right? Like people getting scared. So you get the opposite. You're like, you'll show up sober to a gig, but then just... Well, no, I feel like there's a... I'm a a kind of drunk and I'm the kind of I'm not a dark brooding mm-hmm. uh, forget my problems or drink at things kind of mm-hmm. a drunk I am a celebratory drunk like I, I am having a good time and I want to make that better right. and then I just don't want it to stop so I mm-hmm. keep so like I'm like that guy so mm-hmm. I was never even my friends when I quit drinking like they were like ah you know like because I was like kind of a good time <laughs> in a way you know Fun like, like, I was never an asshole I was sure. just uh, dangerous to myself you yeah know? yeah but uh, but yeah, so I would want to keep the party going. That's like I would ride the high of being on stage, and then I needed to f- recreate that, you know. So that's what I was doing. Huh. But I never lead it into cocaine or anything like that. I, I had enough sense to know that that would kill me. So like that's the only thing that saved my life was the fact that I knew the second I tried cocaine, I will die. Like right. so, it was only like a self preservation mechanism to, mm. that kept me from doing that because. Because yeah. I knew I would like it too much, you know. So that's cool. Because that's whenever I hear like gateway drugs. I like I smoke weed and stuff, but I don't. I, like I stopped drinking like about a month ago completely. Mm-hmm. And it's like this thing of when I get drunk is when I do like crazy dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. When I get high, just like I'm just like I'm just gonna stay here and have a have like a almost burger. burn a comedy club down because your underwear's in the attic fan. <laughs> Correct. That happened about four <laughs> what happened? Ago. Your underwear was where? I, I, I got naked. I was drunk. I was just <clears throat> drunk as fuck. Like, right. One of, my, one of my best friends in the world down in Florida, we ended up just like tying it on for the weekend, like the old days back when we were on the road together. And I ended up like fucking dancing naked because I have a thing. I'll tell you what the club is after because I know you've probably performed there. It was uh, like we got like this bar and like a little room up front and we just got drunk. I took my clothes off and then when I was putting my clothes on, I had my underwear and I tossed it up in the light. The next day I go early to the club because I have to fix the door that I kicked in. And uh, (laughs) so I needed tools from the club. And there's fucking smoke billowing out of the club. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened? They're like, there's something in this fucking light that got on fire and shit. We pulled up and it was my fucking underwear, man. Wow. A little BVD action, a little BVD fire. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm just like, yeah, I'm at an age. I'm fucking 38. I shouldn't be doing anything even remotely close to that yeah, anymore. Yeah. So wow. like, I'm just like, I went into the desert, did some DMT, and it helped me change a lot of my fucking... Good for you. Perspective. Oh, man, like, I'm kind of like bummed I didn't take advantage of getting drunk early on in the road. <laughs> yeah, no, I was really lucky. I started doing I started doing Santa when I was 17, so oh, I really got to like act like an irresponsible asshole yeah. when I'm shocked I didn't die because right. I was so naive and dumb, but like I really got to get it out of the way, uh-huh. you know, and then be a responsible guy in his 30s, you know? Oh, that's good. Um, but uh, fucking Canada, they th- those fucking people really take 
uh, DUI very seriously. Oh yeah. Do you know about that? No, no. Oh yeah, I do. I, if I you have a DUI on your record, you yeah, can't. You can't they won't let you in. And, but it's but it's random because I've had. A, I won't say their names, even though they told the story on this show. But uh-huh. it's like a, it's almost a random check, though, because I know people who go in and out of Canada no problem, and then yeah, uh, fine. Hit, it was Kyle Canaan. Kyle can't go to Canada because he's got popped a few times. Well, but is it I mean, random? Because I, I know people who go to Canada who have them. Well, I feel like they 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 are getting better at keeping records, and that is what the problem. You know what I mean? Like you're going to get caught. Like you right. can't. You know, like that's they'll just check the database and find oh. out. You know, now is it, does it? But, isn't there like a seven year statute? Like it goes off. Yes, the but you have something? to actively do something. Yeah, like you, you can't just and every and it's every time too. I think right. I, oh yeah, because I would give the Canadian government fucking eighteen hundred dollars every year for the privilege of wor- continuing to work in Canada. Oh, like really? I had to get a lawyer in Toronto, and it was like a Fuck fucking me. pain in the ass. Like I would have to get fingerprinted by the FBI every year and get like letters from upstanding members of my community that say I'm not a threat to their way of life and all that shit. Wow. Like, yeah. So annually, it was just as soon as I would finish the paperwork, it would basically start up again for seven years and then at the seven year mark you have to get permanent rehabilitation which proves that you are uh, rehabilitated and you are forever no longer a threat to the Canadians uh, because it's a felony there you know what I mean that's the whole deal so and really what it is is it's like they're sort of like little brother pissing contest with us because we made it so difficult for them to get over here after 9-11 sure that they're like well how can we make it how can we show them and make it equally difficult and so they started policing DUIs they didn't used to right right but the point is, is that so I'd have this paperwork. It's like it's a real official like it's got a hologram on it like uh-huh. from the Canadian government. It gets stamped into your passport. The thing is, is that so it's like felony work. It's a felony work permit. Mm-hmm. So it says that I am a felon, but I am allowed to work in Canada. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say why you're a felon. Uh-huh. So I would show up at the border every time I would go to work in Canada with fucking uh, serial rapist paperwork in my <laughs> in my passport. So I get dragged into some fucking office and yeah. have them, you know, speak to me and broken english right. <laughs> about like why what what i did and yeah. i have to like go over it and they'd be really like condescending about it like it was a real pain in the ass yeah so. I mean, the other yeah i think it was bronger on here was tell how just how condescending and yeah, like, yeah. just put you through the fucking ringer for you know literally their enjoyment well i love i love the canadians i love you people like you're great people but but there is i feel like the, there is this fascinating uh, the Canadian mindset is that they're the only country in the world that has a simultaneous superiority and inferiority complex going <laughs> at full throttle at the same time. <laughs> because true. the whole Canadian attitude is, we are so much fucking better than you, and why don't you give a shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, it's not it's enough for them true. to be better than us. They need us to care that, 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 we're, that they're better than us. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's yeah. where it, like, it's this insane balance. It's like, the cl- it's like villains. Yeah, villains have to. They have. They're. Be, they think they're better than the superhero, and they want the respect of the superhero. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, saying yeah, America yeah. fucking rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Canadians a, are the villains. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Saying, we're great. Well, you have a villain mentality. He's right about that. It is a yeah. very Bond villain yeah. kind of an attitude. Like, see, we're not so I, different. I need you Mr. And Bond. I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That is exactly what being a Canadian is all about. Yeah. So yeah, you'll like, never our see healthcare is so much better. Please acknowledge that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's insanely prideful. And just like whenever I go home, like and I'll bring my wife who is, you know, 100% American, they always want to talk politics with her. You know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. American politics, you know. Uh-huh. Or like, or ask like, what do you think of our prime minister? And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to try to hang you up on that shit. <laughs> like, do you know as much about our prime minister as we do about <laughs> yeah. your president? Mm-hmm. It's like, of course not. Yeah, of course not. This is entertainment central. This There's is for fucking the thirty fucking million world. of you. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I don't know a lot about the governor of Florida either. You know right, what I mean? Right. There's just as many people there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And most like, Canadians live within inside of two cities. Like, it's crazy. It's like it's something like ninety percent of the population lives within a, within a hundred miles. Per, of, yeah, of, of, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, and if you just took Toronto, and Montreal, out of the thirty million we have, seven or eight live in those two cities alone. Wow. Yeah. So it's like a yeah. It's it's a it's a very uh, very prideful and very and I still have like dude. That's why I haven't become like I fill out the paperwork to become an American and I want to become an American. But then this 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 freaking Canadian thing that I have inside of me, I just can't. Well, you can be both. I can be both in Canada. Like yeah, I have to denounce here. American, right. American citizenship that you have to denounce. So Canada will allow me to be a dual 
but America does not allow me. So it's just like a weird. How do you know? Like, how sure are you of that? Because I'm currently going through this with my wife. So, yeah. So she can keep. She has. So if she's becoming an American citizen, America makes you denounce citizenship or whatever country. In you're most from. countries, not Canada. Oh, really? That, yeah. Like, if you were coming from Botswana. Because we're white. Yeah, fuck that vibes. dirty place. You are not allowed to be <laughs> yeah. Botswana and American. Uh. But Canada, I think, is a very unique situation really? with the American government. Fuck it, I'm in. And it's not. It's not. It's like this. It's it's a loophole where you're not just supposed. You're just not supposed to say anything. Like you just like under your breath when they tell you to announce it. You just kind of like mumble. Well, yeah. You just have to sort of. I think you just get sworn in, but they don't actually ask you to officially Mm -hmm. say I'm not a Botswanan anymore. I know what I mean. That Murray is dead set against that. He wants to to denounce it. I will say this: you can be uh, dual citizenship with Italy, also. Yeah, yeah, and Ireland. Like, it's and like Ireland? all the places that there are They're the most really American immigrants. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah like, you know, the people the who built this fucking country yeah. and then the people who we have the they we need to take to from stay. us, right? Let's just say it. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it. The I, Browns, I can actually get, I can actually want to hurt us. I can right? get citizenship <laughs> in uh, Italy because my grandfather was born Dual? and raised in Italy. So yeah. I, can, it, it can, I, I can, I think I can get it. And I, I think it ends with me. I don't think my son Frank can get it, but I think it's like yeah, no, exactly. You three have three generations, three generations within, away. Three, within three or four generations, so I can get so fucking Italy, boom, but do it tour get Italy. I got to fucking book a tour Italy, man. They they would fucking hate you for that, by the way. Like you know how like Europeans they get real shitty if you claim that you're oh, I'm an Italian American oh, yeah, or whatever yeah. I'm Irish yeah. American. It's like no, you're not. Like guys, you, like, where's the pizza place? Yeah, that's me. Like going show there. me your greasy uncircumcised dick, and then I'll believe <laughs> yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like, you hairy you know, Italian. Yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't have to. Yeah, yeah, right. I, like, and plus, I'm the least Italian Italian you'll ever fucking. Yeah, you didn't have to life. suffer the shame of World War II. <laughs> right. You're not one of us, you know, like that kind of thing. I went to but, Switzerland one time, and uh, the last thing I wanted, like, I always you know, this was even before 9/11, but it was like, don't tell them you're American, don't tell them you're American. So I'm on the train drinking a Heineken, which are great over there, by the way. Right. My, my brother lived over there, and he ordered his Heineken. So I'm like, what are you a frat kid now? And he's like, no, right. trust me, Heineken's so much better over in Europe. So we're on the train drinking, and a guy sits next to me and starts talking to me. I don't really want to talk to him, so I'm trying to ignore him. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, Canada. He's like, oh, tough time with your working class in your middle. And like started to go into all this shit. I'm like, I don't... Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Anyway, my brother was fucking dying behind me. Um, <laughs> Were you from just like Alberta? I don't know. Pick yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. 130, 133rd Street? Yeah. I, don't I can't know. remember. It's just cold. There's snow all over the street sign. I couldn't tell you where I ride an elk to work. Greenland? Is that, <laughs> that part is that of you know, I know it's the close. Greenland part of Canada? <laughs> I think the Arctic Circle? So, All right. Do you have uh, any sober road stories so we don't have to just paint you as this? Uh, well, speaking of, of uh, Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. Uh, I, this is a, this is going to sound like a bullshit thing, uh, but it's not. I, uh, I once, uh, dated, uh, one of Vladimir Putin's translators. Oh, right? bullshit. Yeah, no, it was like, uh, she, I met her actually, it's funny. Cause I, 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 it was like literally the crossover of me being sober. Like okay. I met her in the very last days of my last hurrah of being a drunk, right? Mm-hmm. At McSorley's that dumb little bar in uh in in uh, uh New York and uh she was working at the UN translating she's like one of Putin's simultaneous translators uh-huh. so i met her there and then i went back with her to her where she, her place of residence where she was staying which is UN Plaza 1 so i got signed in there which technically means that i fucked her in russia like i had a one night stand in russia, <laughs> in russia. you know nice. what i mean cuz it's so- sovereign russian right, soil right. so i i never been to russia but i hooked up with a girl there and then, uh, and then I got sober and whatever, and we didn't talk for months. And then it was like months later. And then she asked me to, uh, come to, she was in Geneva at the UN. Oh. And so she, uh, had me come over there and, uh, I got off the plane and I was like brand new sober. Like uh-huh. I was like, which is a very scary time. You know, like I was even still at the time, like I, my, I was uncoordinated, you know, like mm-hmm. I was oddly enough, like falling downstairs more newly sober <laughs> than I was drunk. Cause like, I literally had to like refigure out how equilibrium works you know what i mean because i was drunk most of the time and like clumps of hair would fall out in the shot like weird shit like i was like in a weird place like when wow. i first got sober clumps of hair yeah like it doesn't happen anymore but okay. there was like a time where like my whatever body chemistry was rebalancing itself huh, okay from suddenly not having as much bourbon in its system as right, it used right. to 
And so like just weird shit was, so I was like real off my game and I had set up a show in Geneva. Mm. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, <laughs> but it was at this like Irish bar. And, uh, and so I was like dreading that too. Cause I like, I was like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to pull this off. And I didn't even really know this girl. Like I'd only been on like one date with her. Mm. And so she picks me up at the airport and she was like, uh, listen, we can't go home. And I was like, what's going on? And apparently she had a Russian ex-husband <laughs> who found out that I was going nice. to, and he drove from fucking Moscow, which is like 29 hours or whatever. You know what I mean? He drove Blackout straight to, and showed up at her apartment right before she was going to go to the airport to go like, what the fuck is going on or whatever. Wow. So like nice. now I'm like in a fucking born movie. You know what I mean? Like I'm hiding from this angry Soviet in, in Geneva, Switzerland. You and know what I mean? He's got to follow patchy hair trails. All yeah, 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 exactly. And like, I can't even, I can't run down a flight of stairs. Like I'm, I'm really off my game. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck, but uh, so she was like, we have to figure out some other, so we're just like driving around at some fucking Fiat, like a bond, like a right, right. born movie. And she's like trying to figure out where we can go to stay. Like she's like calling in all of her sort of favors with, people she knows because she's not from geneva she's from moscow right and so somehow this sounds like a crazy but this is a real thing she gets tapped into somebody who's a colleague of hers who works at the uh chinese embassy and the, she finds out the chinese ambassador is skiing for the weekend so he's not in his palatial villa so if you want to use that so we ended up staying <laughs> nice. i ended up staying with vladimir putin's translator in the fucking chinese ambassador's Jeez. villa that looks out over lake geneva for the weekend. Uh, man, again, thank you so much for coming by. Jesse Joyce, where can we catch you? Uh, oh, I'm, well, I'm in Ottawa, actually, for New Year's. I'm You're performing doing there. I'm doing New Year's Eve at Absolute. Uh, Absolute. Yeah. yeah that's, that's where I met my wife, that club, by Get the way. Get the fuck out of town. Yeah. Oh is that a good club? It's one of the best It is in the best club. In, yeah. yeah, it's it is. Yeah, one of the best clubs in Canada, for sure. But awesome. the audiences are crazy. I made my CD there because it's okay. so great. Uh, but anyway, sit there, and then uh, I'm on at midnight a lot. So, All right, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Excellent. Tell tell. Hardwick, Blaine, Jesse. Who else do I know over there? Who's doing uh, that's warm up? That's me. I'm Jesse. The other Jesse. Oh, I'm sorry, Jordan. Jordan. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Jordan and Jesse. You can tell yourself hi too. I'll say hi. I'll, I'll, I'll say hi to you for me. We're friends now. <laughs> you want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. <laughs> Drunks in the front making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon